Hey guys, welcome back to another show on Magic Mike. Now, today in the hot seat, we have Charles Reed Anderson. Welcome to my show, Charles. Hello, thanks for having me on. Perfect. Charles is the host of TechBurst Asia. Could you tell us more about your show, Charles? Uh, sure. So I actually have a consulting business that sort of sits in the middle of the smart cities and IoT ecosystems. So I get to meet with a lot of people in governments, tech vendors, enterprise customers. And a couple of years ago, I realized I was talking to a lot of interesting people and hearing a lot of interesting stories. So I just decided, why don't I just do this as an extension of my business? And when I find somebody interesting, we just record a podcast. Mm-hmm. And how did you actually sort of like set up? Like, did you have any knowledge of podcasting or, you know, how oh, I was set lost. up? Like, I was completely lost when it started. So I'm friends with Bernard Leong. He basically gave me an email mm-hmm. with a checklist of what to go out and buy and um, mm-hmm. conveniently at the time I had a, a friend whose father used to be a radio engineer for NPR in the U S um, nice. he's retired now. So I basically would just record, he would do all the editing for me. Um, but it was then it still gets costly though. So I was like spending a lot of mm-hmm. money and I wasn't ever trying to get a financial return. So I just viewed it as a marketing expense. Um, but no, I was lost. I was, in fact, I'm still pretty lost. I'm still winging it and I'm whatever 30 episodes in now. So I'm still learning all the time about it. Mm-hmm. And when you started out, you know, what microphones did you use? Because, you know, mic, I took, I have seen the evolution of mics. So, you know, when you started out, what mics do you use and what mics are you using right now? Okay. So when I started, I, I'm really not happy with the setup I had. So I ordered the uh, Zoom, was it the H4N, the recording device? And I had right. two, um, two of those XLR uh, lavalier mics, but they sent mm-hmm. one was a uh, cartoid and one was the other type. What's the other type called? Condenser. Yeah. So basically, so I had one person always sounded like crap until I figured out what was actually going on. So then I got the two uh, cartoid mics and then it was getting better. But about, I would say, eight months ago, I have a friend um, who used to head up Rode in Australia and he's actually doing IoT for Telstra. And I didn't know he used to work for Rode. And he was like, listen, mate, you're wasting your time and money. And he told me, he's like, I'll set you up with one of the guys down there. This is what you need to buy. So now I've switched over. So um, the one I use on my desk, I've got a Procaster uh, mic. Right. Um, um, but then I, if I go out, the stuff that I've bought, the new kit, it's the Rodecaster Pro um, for doing all my mixing, which makes my ah. life extremely easy. Uh, I've got two pod mics as well, um, which I might actually get another couple because I've tried to do a couple panels now and it's difficult right. to switch between the pod mics. But the quality of the pod mics are outstanding. But the Rodecaster Pro... I'm not kidding you. So like one thing I always do is I have about a minute, minute and a half intro, but a, a lot of the people I interview are my friends. So it's really mm-hmm. difficult to do it live because I can't do the serious intro <laughs> without giggling or something. So right. now I do the whole intro recording. I've got an outro recording because by the end, I always forget what I'm supposed to remind people of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really makes it so much easier to do it. Uh, and mm-hmm. then just plugging it in, the software is easy. And then I dump it into Descript, which I honestly think is the coolest right. AI software I've seen. And I look at a lot of different AI software across anything from healthcare tech um, mm-hmm. to smart buildings. This I absolutely love because it immediately just transcribes it. Um, filler words, I had no idea how poorly I spoke and how many filler words I would have <laughs> in every single podcast. Um, like I recorded one um, recently and we had, it was about an hour long podcast. We had 850 filler words um, wow. between the groups because we had a panel going. So um, you end up getting quite a bit. It just cleans it up. It condenses it down. It's really easy to edit it. 
and then dump it out. So that part of the process I've got down now, I think. The mm-hmm. whole marketing of it is just for me, um, it's a game. I don't I haven't figured that outside out now. My numbers are going up. I'm probably going up at about thirty-five to forty-five percent per month. Right, um, okay. um, but that's from a little starting point, but it's getting much better now. Um, and I like it because I'm seeing people cycle through. But as far as marketing it, the problem is I have a I'm a one-person shop for a consulting firm. I've got a podcast, I run a newsletter, I'm affiliated with quite a few other organizations, I'm a visiting scholar at Stanford. So I'm doing all these different things. It's difficult for me to focus too much on just doing the podcast. Um, right. I realized whenever I put something out on LinkedIn, if I stick a picture of me on LinkedIn after a meeting, I'll get a ton of likes. If I post a podcast, I get no views. And I'm convinced they don't like the tags in there or something, but my podcast ones never get any visibility on LinkedIn. And I can't figure out why, because if I use the exact same time and I'll use the best slots on LinkedIn, I'm getting really hardly anything um, on it. So um, I'm using Twitter, you know, for my regular account. Um, I create headliner videos of it. So little snippets to try and make people enticed into it. But I haven't mastered the whole marketing. I'm not paying for um, a lot of marketing or anything like that. Um, I do have to go back and look at all the SEO um, and tags and all my old podcasts still um, to try and update that. But it's getting better. But like I said, you know, I'm a year and a half into this and it's still a learning Mm -hmm. process. I mean, SEO is a key. Like that's what we're learning here as well. Like working, it it, it makes a huge difference. Just changing those descriptions, those words. I mean, you mentioned the root. Pot mic and the Rodecaster Pro. That's my go-to setup. That's my setup right now. And I, know, I can the see the audio qu- right there. Yeah, yeah. The audio quality you get with these is pretty sweet and pretty. It's pretty good. You know, it, it's it's unimaginable how Pot mic is just 150, 150 SGD, but if hundred fifty mm-hmm. SGD, and the quality you get with that is like, is, is damn good. Have you seen like the stuff that came out yesterday, the the new NT uh, USB minis? The mini, um, yes, with the exactly. Software. So now you can plug in four of those into your computer, into your Mac, run the software and almost get the same setup we have with our pod mics and roadcasters. It's called the Road Connect. Yeah. They just uh, published, uh, they just released the online version of basically the Roadcaster Pro. Yeah. And basically this helps with conferences, this helps with um, virtual events. Road is like really killing it in this... Um, space at the moment oh, yeah. in my opinion they are, they have been really killing it and it's like the the technology even the procaster yeah. even the procaster is is damn good it sounds good it sounds clean it's, it's pretty awesome how they actually i would use the word innovating the podcasting industry in no, i think opinion. it's great and they're actually simplifying it they're making it easier for people who are yeah. Not experts like me um, to actually do it and make them sound. I mean, my my podcast quality has gone way up. Um, mm-hmm. Being able to edit these things down and using better mic quality, and it's funny. I've actually used a couple. I've done a couple of them recently where people didn't have great headsets, but right. afterwards when they heard the quality on it, I'm actually thinking that should be in sales for road because I've just gotten two people in the last couple of weeks to buy um, the NT USB minis just for home right. for doing Zoom calls because I'm like. Look at how many calls we do every day now on Zoom. Why don't you have a decent yep. mic? You know, I hate yep. like the AirPods and things like that. The quality is crap. Uh, after after you listen to this quality, I mean, once you once you listen to this, you go to the AirPods, you realize how bad the quality is. You realize how webcam audio is. Polycoms. Yep. Those are the worst, in my opinion. Polycoms are the worst. Um, Charles, you also mentioned earlier that, you know, marketing was an issue. What is your current process in marketing right now? Like, how, how do you promote your podcast? 
It's pretty poor. Um, so I don't really have as much time to do it because I spend so much time editing it. I try to launch mm-hmm. them between Tuesday and Thursday at about 10 a.m., but they go online overnight, obviously, before. Mm-hmm. Um, I push them on LinkedIn. So on LinkedIn, I've also got my regular following and I've got a decent, you know, I've probably got 9,000, 10,000 followers on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also got a channel on there that people are following. Um, I'm using Libsyn, so that's pushing it out to all the other different platforms. I'm putting it in a few different um, versions to put it in Twitter, and then I put it in Buffer so I can cycle those through again. Um, I've got a Facebook page, and I push it through there, um, which is weird because if it's somebody that's one of my friends on Facebook, it does much better. But if not, you know, it's crickets. You don't hear that much. Mm. Um, but beyond that, I don't go out. And well, actually, I do try to do a couple of other things. So I'm, I've just created a new image that I'll probably launch next week that summarizes mm-hmm. the first 13 um, podcasts I did in season two. Um, I did one recently. I put a blog out because I didn't do this on purpose, but I happened to interview five experts in 5G in a row. Um, wow. So I was like, if you really want to know what's going on with 5G, I literally mm-hmm. just covered it from a senior partner at McKinsey to a leader of one of the top telecoms firms to guys at Nokia. I mean, it was just, it was a really good combination. Um, so, but it was just an accident that actually happened. But, but yeah, so things like that to try and drive it. Um, you know, for me, I'm not trying to get, I'm not doing this to monetize it. I'm doing it mm-hmm. just to get my visibility up. And plus, I enjoy it because all of my podcasts, you know, I'm talking to some really deep experts in this space. So I'm learning continuously. You know, like the one I did last week was with uh, the guy who was the former chief, the first ever chief data officer for the U.S. Department of Defense. So he was actually brought in wow. to become the U.S. data czar. And we went for an hour. I think the original recording was an hour 25. I could only get it down to an hour 20 because there was so much interesting content. I've gotten more feedback out of that one. But I love it because it's like I learned so much about the real ethical issues around AI from just listening to him talk about it. And let's face it. I mean, there's not many greater experts in that space than him. I mean, he's, you know, data for the U.S. military. He has an idea about some of the challenges and risks. So, yeah. That's quite interesting. And as a podcaster, what has been your challenge? I mean, other than marketing, has there been any other challenges you face as a podcaster? I, th- I think at the beginning, the equipment setup I have um, and just not knowing the basics on it, um, I think that has improved so much in the last couple of years where now it's like, if you go to the road page, it's a real piece of cake. They're going to think we're, mar- I mean, they think we probably work for road because we're talking about how great they are all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it has, it's made, it totally transformed it. Um, whereas yeah. before, I would only do, I wouldn't do them as often because it was more labor intensive and I didn't like the quality and I was still trying to figure it out. Now, suddenly it's just like, it's easy um, to actually do these things and get good quality. And it doesn't cost me, like I think before I was paying maybe 150 US um, at the time. Um, Now it's, I do it all myself. And yeah, it takes me a few hours, but I can get that quality whenever I'm, you know, whatever I want. And also I can do my own editing, which means if I don't like certain sections, I can delete it out and whatever. So. Earlier, we were mentioning about, you know, Descript apps. So to me, 2021 is a year where I think apps are going to sort of like help with this um, boom with podcasting and podcasters, the rise of podcasting and podcasters. So what are your thoughts on the apps which are coming out? You know, maybe Clubhouse, maybe Descript, or, you know, all these apps which are coming out, in my opinion, to aid the podcasting industry. So I like the audio format, um, but I'll mm-hmm. be honest with you. So I'm okay with the script. I'm ranting about it to everybody because I think it's the coolest thing. It makes my life easy, but I know a lot of people who are doing videos and it's, it's great for just editing anything down. 
Um, mm-hmm. So if you're doing it, why would you not use it? It, it just simplifies it. On Clubhouse, um, so I've been on a bit, um, but I don't like it that much because what I found is when I normally join on, it's because someone pings me like, you got to get on this call about smart cities or something. And why they want me on there is to basically vet the information that's being said. Um, So I'm known as more of a pragmatist. So I call out a lot of BS when I hear people talking Mm -hmm. a lot of BS. Um, And what my concern about this is there's a lot of people talking. You're not guaranteeing the the quality of the content. Um, so I haven't quite figured it out. We were actually talking about this last night with some people and I'm, we all sort of had the same view. It's like, there's a few interesting things for venture capital. Yeah. Some of the Andreessen Horowitz stuff that comes out is interesting, but for smart cities, the people I've heard talking about it, I mean, I go crazy because sometimes they'll turn off where you can raise your hand and they're saying things that are blatant lies or misleading, or if it's the U S they're just doing China bashing and I'm hammering my phone, hitting, raise my hand and they won't let me. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> So I'm not convinced that that's the right one. I mean, for me, it doesn't work. For some people, it's great if it's just casual mm-hmm. stuff. But I'm a natural introvert, so I don't really need to go out and talk that much to people. Um, I, but I do love good quality content. So I want to see how this evolves. Uh, I think Twitter's going to be coming out with something. You got the other one coming out from, um, what's the guy from uh, Mark Cuban? He's got something coming uh, out. Fireside. Fire, Fireside, yeah. yeah. So I want to see how Facebook, these evolve. Yeah. Facebook also, I think, uh, coming out with the audio platform linkedin is also coming up with one actually and i'll probably leverage one where i've got an existing presence because i've got Mm -hmm. a pretty good presence on linkedin and respectable Mm -hmm. on twitter um so why would i not just leverage one of those so i learned from clubhouse but i'm not really active in it gotcha gotcha you know uh charles this has been quite insightful you know um it's been quite interesting you know how you sort of like yeah, even though it's just 30 episodes, there's, I think, sort of like a steep learning curve that you sort of picked out and you just made the change immediately. Like, may it be my quality or may it be the process. You sort of just went through it and just, okay, I need to fix this. And you just did it. I think that's very insightful and the key. Let me ask you this question. If there's this magical tool, you know, one day you did, you, you just, you're just given a wish there's this tool that helps you. There's this app that helps you, you know, do something, um, sort of like uh, helps you overcome this challenge. What would it be? A magical tool that you desire for your podcast? Um, a magical tool where someone comes in and does all the marketing for me and it doesn't cost me an arm and a leg. Uh, <laughs> like the, the type of functionality you get with something like Descript for editing the mm-hmm. podcast, but for editing the whole go-to-market of it um, that makes it that much easier. Um, what I think has happened, like, you know, you mentioned about how it's been, it's not a long journey. It's only 30 podcasts or so. But what's happened is the first season um, mm-hmm. and the first part of the second season when I was still using my old kit, it was work to do a podcast. What happened mm-hmm. now is when I flipped over this new equipment, it's fun to do it because it's so easy. I love the equipment. I know the quality is going to be good. You know, there's nothing worse than like at the beginning, I'd have these great conversations and the audio would suck. The quality would just suck. Um, so now it's just become fun to do them and I'm cranking them out. I've got so many in my pipeline. I'm wondering when I'm going to finish. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. As a final question, Charles, as is all podcasters who come on, what did you have for breakfast this morning? What did I have for breakfast? Interesting question. Three double espressos so far. And that's it. Wow. I wow. Have a, I'm a massive. Okay. So I have this espresso machine. That's right. A pretty big piece of kit. So it's like, um, I think I'm one of the few people in Singapore who actually has this in a home. Um, but I'm right. an espresso fanatic. 
So literally my day starts with two immediately, um, but I've been up for mm-hmm. a couple of hours. So I had a, another one before this. So I've had three double espressos and um, I had a big dinner. So I don't really need breakfast right now. Gotcha. Perfect. Charles, thank you for coming on Magic Mike and sharing your insights. I hope the listeners had a good insightful listen and you had a great time on being on Magic Mike as well. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks a lot for inviting me on.